Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Your host, Monica Wisdom Tyson, brings you downloadable conversations that matter to women around the globe. We discuss all things black girl magic, amplify our voices, and transform our challenges into triumphs. Monica calls on her league of extraordinary women to push our boundaries, share their expertise, and stories of personal transformation. Welcome your host of Black Women Amplified, Monica Wisdom Tyson. The one reason why I wanted to talk to you is because a lot of people right now are going through this, what they call a pivot. I call it an evolutionary change, but people are looking at their lives and like, I want to put out my own ideas. I want to put out my own dreams. So when you started Miracle Buttercream, is this something that you wrote down, a vision that you wrote down, or did you just go for it? Well, I I am kind of like a writer based on being a producer. So I, I write things out and I never just rely on me. I don't think I'm the smartest person in the bunch. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the brightest crayon in the box, but I have a circle of people. So I will at least start it. I will start something. And I said, I'm looking for a name of the products because all my friends were already saying, yo, I need another jar of that stuff that you make. And (laughs) And I said, you, you guys, this stuff is getting expensive the ingredients are getting expensive. And so when they heard that I was turning it into a business, then I, all my friends are producers. So they're all very crafty writers, right? So I'll say, okay, well, this is, this was the name Skin Fix, like when I first started it. And then I sent it out to my friends and they said, and my, it was my friend Diva, who is a producer over at like Nickelodeon or MTV. I think she's at now. She said, girl, this stuff is a miracle. You need to you need to work off of that right there. Like when I put this on my skin, like it is a complete transformation. And I said, okay, so let me, and everybody used to call me in my culinary days. Cause you know, I appeared on the food network and I was, I was into culinary for a, for a long time. And I think that's where I got my skills for putting concoctions together, even mm-hmm. for skincare. And so they used to call me the butter queen because I put butter in everything. (laughs) Even when I went on Food Network Star, I put butter in every dish and it would like, that became my nickname. And they even had me in a scene with two sticks of butter in my hand and butter on the table. And I was waving the butter bars up in the air. And I said, butter, 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 butter. (laughs) Like Julia Child. (laughs) Yeah. So so then I took the word miracle and I put it with butter. And then, but I wanted people to understand that it was a cream for your skin, even though there's buttercream, icing and things like that. But, you know, I thought that that went well. And then I put my own name at the beginning of it, Mamacitas, because my dad gave me that as a nickname because Mm -hmm. one- when I was born, he said, I look Puerto Rican. And it was funny because <laughs> he don't know no other Puerto Rican words or names or references. And everybody has a nickname in his world. So he started saying, yeah, Mamacita. And so it stuck. And then by the time I was like three, they they dropped off the mama part. And, and literally, that's the only name that I know is Sita. 
<laughs> so it's not like I just pulled this name out the sky, like for my product. Mama Sita is Sita is my name, even though my, I was named after my grandmother, and most people don't know that name. But you know, that was kind of like in honor of my dad. Give the the name that he gave me as a child. I put that on my product. And then I thought, well, people might think that I have a Spanish background and, but, oh, well, it's, that's, this is just part of my story. And that's the name I want to use. So people <laughs> say, oh, they, it's a Spanish company. And I go, no, I have a couple Spanish employees, but no. El Negro. <laughs> so it's a lot of little funny stories, but I feel like you, the, the Bible says you got to write the vision. You got to make it plain. You got to put it on the walls, on the mm-hmm. tables that he that readeth it runs with it. Mm-hmm. So I made this vision board and I have certain things on the vision board. And I'm, I, I kid you not, Monica, when I tell you, I look at the vision board and it just blows my mind. I wrote this vision board in 2017 and everything that was on that board or that's on that board is starting to get a check mark next to it. It's, check, it's checking it off. Like personal mm. things, got married. I had a beach house on there, bought a beach house. Then I had Denzel Washington and the word partners under it. He doesn't even know he's on my vision board. He doesn't wow. know that to this day. And I keep, and then I, I put Neiman Marcus at the bottom. I also had a Miracle Buttercream store. But I was asked to speak on a panel at Neiman Marcus three weeks ago. So I flew to Dallas where the, the home store is. Mm-hmm. And I spoke. And and then this woman, this woman right after I spoke, she came walking up to me and said, do you mind if I give you a word from God? And I said, no, I don't mind at all, especially if it's from God. I want to hear it. And she said, God just showed me that you're going to be doing a TED talk on your life, on your business, and you should prepare for that. That's that's what I see. That's what God is showing me right now. And th- I, I didn't know this lady from a can of paint. She just mm-hmm. walked up to me in the <laughs> middle of Neiman Marcus. We were at the Estee Lauder counter and I was getting ready to get matched up for some foundation. <laughs> 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 because Estee Lauder actually sponsored the event that I spoke on. Mm-hmm. So, so I just thought that that was interesting that Neiman's was actually on my board and all these things. You have to plan things out. Like as an entrepreneur, one of my friends always said, uh, the best entrepreneur is the one that's constantly planning for the future thing mm-hmm. to happen before mm-hmm. it happens. So when I was at my house, I built the basement. I had the basement built before I had enough business to do down in the basement. But I said, okay, the money that I got, I had, I think I had like $17,000. And I, I said, I'm just going to I'm just going to find a contractor and take all of this money and put it into the basement. And then all of a sudden I had the basement done. And then, so I wasn't in the dining room anymore and I wasn't in the living room and taking up space, you know, in the house. And then, you know, little things like that. Then I, I felt like I'm going to be ordering jars from overseas and I'm going to need a place for these jars where I'm going to put all of this. I can't put it back up in the living room, but I didn't have big loads yet. I was thinking in future. So I had this um, Amish like shed built on my property. It's like 300 square feet in my backyard that Mm -hmm. became the storage space 
And then I had some pavers put down that go from that space to, and I didn't have nothing to put in the storage unit, honey. That storage unit became so bulging that I didn't even have any more room in the storage <laughs> unit. But the thing was, I got it in advance. I didn't wait until one of my dad's favorite things he taught us. He said, prepare for war in times of peace. You don't start trying to get things in order when chaos breaks out. You, mm-hmm. you try to create what can be orderly if chaos breaks out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I applied to everything. So I would write things down. I would I would write my own press release, even though nobody was trying to put me on their show. <laughs> I still had the press release ready for NBC or the Today. You know, my thing is the Today Show is going to call me one day. Mm-hmm. And so one, I, and I believe that, you know, you, you should hire a publicist if you believe that you should, but publicists right now they go for like between seven and ten thousand dollars a month, or and yes. they want to be on a retainer, yes. and they want to at least do three to six months. Yes. So I said, okay, I haven't, re- I've, I've reached over a million, almost a million and a half dollars in sales with no marketing, no publicists, no nothing. Um, and then I said, um. But I know a lot of people in television. Do I really need a publicist? So I, I just hit up all my TV friends. And it's one thing to ask your friends to do something for you. But it's another thing to add a price tag on the back of it. I said, okay, guys, here's the deal. Whoever gets me on the Today Show first, I'm going <laughs> to write you out a check for $5,000. All of a sudden, all the letters started going out. <laughs> Within three days, Craig Melvin and one of the producers had my information in their hand. Mm -hmm. Now I haven't been booked yet, but I believe that it's the start of the process. They have a segment called she made it. And I believe that if I get on that segment and be able to tell my story, my real story, not, you know, Oh yeah, I just did this and this happened. No, like I told you I almost lost my house. It's a story behind that story, you know, where I was receiving electrical assistance from the government because I literally was thinking that I was going to lose it all. And I just kept saying, Lord, I know you gave me this house for a reason. And what you give, you don't take back. That's one thing. I don't get confused. I knew God had given me that house. And so I started renting out part of the house just to be able to pay the mortgage. And people wouldn't be able to believe it. They they would say, well, wait a minute. You're not, your dad was a multimillionaire. He had y'all set up. Yeah, he did. But he didn't plan for some other vultures to come out of nowhere and cause so many lawsuits that we spent millions on legal fees. But I said, you know what? One, they could take all of that. And it that's all it did was teach me who my real provider is. And his name starts with a J, not a B. Okay, Bush <laughs> Lewis is my earthly father, but Jesus Christ set the stage for everything. He owns everything. So were you and during that time period, that's where you solidified your faith, or is it something that you know? I believe that my faith was increased at that time mm-hmm. because it I never really had to deal with no serious financial trials. That was never part of my story. So it's one thing to have faith and say what God can do until you need him to actually do it. And then when he actually does it, you can actually stand and say, 
that he, it was he that did it. You know, you can't say, oh God, (laughs) he's a provider. If you don't feel like he ever really provided for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I always knew, you know, my, my dad always had a sense of gratitude. He wasn't a super religious person and neither am I, but he had a sense of gratitude all the time because he knew where he came from. Mm -hmm. And so, and he reminded us constantly. And I said, after all the lawsuits were said and done and the lawyers were nice and set up with fat pockets when it was all said and done, Mm -hmm. I said, one thing that they can't take from me is everything that my dad put in me. And that was the real true hustle, the real true can do attitude, the real true get up and do it no matter what. Don't don't cut corners. Mm -hmm. My dad used to I used to work for my father for a short period in my career when I was transitioning into the music business because he had opened up a record label as well. And I used to come to work. I was living in Jersey and I would say, okay, well, I have to be at work at 10 o'clock. So I'll leave the house at like 930, knowing that I couldn't get there till like maybe 1015. So my father was famous for calling the office. He never worked. He wasn't in his own office, but he had control of everything that went on. (laughs) And so he would call the office and I would be like telling the other employees, like, if 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 my dad calls for me, just tell him I'm in the bathroom and then call me and tell me that he called so I can hurry up and run <laughs> after I parked my car. And so he would get me on the phone and say, OK, so you got to be at work at 10 o'clock and you got there at 10 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, dad, it's 10 o'clock. I got here at 10 o'clock. He said, if you get there at 10 o'clock then you're late Oh wow! because you didn't plan for anything to go wrong. And I was like, but dad, (laughs) (laughs) it was constant, constant, constant grinding in my head. And he was no respect the person. He wasn't going to ball out this person and his, his own daughter can just roll up in there whenever she felt like it. He was yeah, going right. to embarrass me in front of them just to make a point. If I cuss her out and she's my flesh and blood, right. <laughs> imagine what I'm going to do to you if y'all mess up. I had a similar, I worked for my dad. He had a pharmacy. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I read the strictness on the kid. You <laughs> was way different. The, the, the standard is higher. The bar yes. is higher because he's expecting way more from you. Yes. You know, and I didn't like it. And because now, we're their representative. Right. So we have to be the many them. So yes. we have, they have to instill in us. This is how you do it. So when people see you, they see me. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? He kept us kind of like out of the limelight, right. so to speak, as we were growing up. So his closest friends didn't really know what we were capable of and all that kind of stuff. So like. Bob Johnson, the president of uh, BET and the founder of RLJ Companies, he was the executor of my dad's estate. So I took my product to him. I was like, let me, you know, see if Mr. Johnson wants to invest. You know, I worked for him for 15 years mm-hmm. and he was at the ex- he was definitely in my dad's circle for my father to have put him down as the executor. And He Mm -hmm. said, I remember going to D.C. 
and sitting in his office and he said, oh, yeah, your business is just too small. It's too small for what I got going on. And I was thinking to myself, what? Mm. Like, you're a guy who started with nothing. matter how small mm-hmm. it is. You know, this is like beyond. And I said, no, Sita, don't say that. Just say thank <laughs> you and walk out that door. <laughs> but then it came to me that old movie, if you build it, that they, they will, will come. Yes. And then now my father's friends are looking at me saying, damn, this is like a little butch. This is like a little butch Lois. Like right. she's really in there running things. She's not necessarily running it like he would run it, of course, because I'm not around here cursing people out. <laughs> but maybe you should. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But she's running it and it's actually growing. Like my sales increase over 120% every single year. Mm. So if it's a million this year, it's going to be 2 million next year, you know, and it's, it just, it's like a locomotive that won't stop. And it's okay that they might not have seen me back then. I remember calling them and saying, guess what, guys? I'm so excited. I made, we did $5,000 in sales this month. I can't believe it. We did $5,000 in sales this month. (laughs) Now, if I made $5,000 in sales this month, Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh my God, I'm going to have to shut my, I'm going to, I couldn't even. (laughs) You can't even get the words out. (laughs) Right. I can't even get the words out. We're not I gonna put that in the universe. Be able to cover payroll for the <laughs> yes. for the week, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like the small steps that we take to get higher and higher. I appreciate every last step. You know, that's why, like, when you hit me up to do the podcast, I consider it an honor. Anybody who wants to interview me sees the value in that, and I want to say yes to as many people as I can because there might be a day where I can't say yes to everything because I'm just that busy, you know? Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know, the, the thing that was special about, like body butters are everywhere. But I think what really, aside from the the, the product itself being great, high quality, high ingredients, all of the things, the packaging, like when I opened up the box, I just expected to get my product, but it was like yeah. a birthday present. Oh, there was a note. There was a bracelet that said "Believe in Miracles." Oh, examples yeah, of other products, and yeah. I was like, and so I, that just etched in my brain. I said, "Oh, I love, I love this because the customer experience was so great. It came really fast. I didn't have to wait months for it. Right. it sold out." Like, and the, and just the jars, you know, the, the special jars that you have, my product didn't melt and it's still, I still have some jars that still have some in it and the product isn't rancid. And so that's amazing to me because I know how things get caught in shipping and things get frozen and all the things. And I was like, wow, this is really well made. And people could be using old ingredients before they get it to you and that, like, my each ingredient of mine comes with paperwork. Okay. And if I don't get those papers and see that, okay, this mango butter expires in 2026, mm-hmm. I got time to, right. you know, and so I don't buy, I buy everything in advance, but I buy my butters like I'm buying food. 
I'll buy just enough to get me through the first, the next two months. And then I'll place another order, but they'll have my credit card on hand, but they will not ship me those butters until that two months is up. And then it's almost like I have a subscription, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm going to get new butters. I am not going to have a warehouse full of butters because mm-hmm. I want to be able to ship my products within 30 days of them being on the shelf. And, and our shelves are stacked, but we, we just do, I just refuse and and if we've had, I, I wouldn't say every product has shown up on everybody's doorstep in perfect condition, but I would say in five years of doing business, it's probably five, I can count on one hand, how many people may have reached out to me and said, this was melted or this happened, or I can't smell it that strong enough. And I'll be like, really? What? That's not right. That doesn't sound good. And, and replace it immediately. But that, you know, that's just who I am. Like it, it has my name on the cap. I tell my employees, I say, you see this right here? Like it doesn't say Jordan's miracle buttercream. Mm-hmm. It says Mama Cita's miracle buttercream. And I know you're down here helping us make it, but guess what? It has to be perfect. They have to be inspected. They have, you know, and so when you scale, you lose a lot of that too. So I want to, that's why scaling for me is going to take, it's going to take a little bit more money than it would normally take. I think another type of product that you can mass produce because I want to buy a building where I have all my cold press machines lined up and I have it separated from shipping because you can have where you make products in the same space where you ship products. People are doing stuff from their house and it's just not, it's just not right. You know, it's just not right. But you don't know that they can, you know, and then, then you'll figure it out when you get it. I don't even whip, you know how you put your product into a mixer and you turn the mixer on and it, and you're getting mm-hmm. a whole lot of air into it. And mm-hmm. so it's it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Stretching. Now, you, now you can put it in more jars and you can, right. you can sell more units. But I don't do that. There's no, we don't have no fire, no stove, no crock pot, no heat, no nut. We do not heat products. We don't believe in using another level of heat that, because to clean the products after they come out of the the mango seed, you know, the cocoa butter mm-hmm. seed, the shea butter seed, that takes heat when they're doing it. Um, and so we don't want to add another layer of heat because the more you cook a vegetable, the less vitamins are going to be in that vegetable by the time you eat it. Mm-hmm. So we try to maintain as much of the nutritional value as we can when we get it. Of course, we don't want, you know, products that are so natural that you see bits and pieces of like bark. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that just scratched me and it's the outside of the sea. <laughs> right. And everybody says they like natural, but they don't like it that natural. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and in, in, in what I see for you, Reba McIntyre keeps coming up. And not that you're a country Western star, but a friend of mine used to work for her Uh and he was one of her dancers. And the one thing he told me is that she owned everything. 
He Mm. said every light that you see, every prop that you see, the airplane she drives in, the trucks, the lights, the light bulbs, all owned by her. And so that's the empire that she built. It's 100% Reba McIntyre. And that's what I see for you. Wow. I know you're going in all these different directions and you think that's where you're supposed to go. It's okay. Yeah. You have, you have something. And I tell you 35 years in the business, I've seen some products. You have something very special. And I think that just keep doing what you're doing. The money will come. Like you said, the dream, you write the dream out and the money will come. Write the number down you need. And I promise you by the end of the year, you'll have it. Because Amen. I can see, I can see Mama see the trucks driving across the country. I I I I receive that and I I believe that and I, I just believe that that God can do anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, you know, it, it was a friend of mine who sent me the audition form and she said, you should just give it a try. And I'll do it just to build up my if the exposure. Great. Just the muscles of just going out and being fearless. You know what I mean? Like, like it was a little scary being out in, you know, Palm Springs, California in this. And I stayed at the casino where they were having the event. And and I didn't take anybody with me because I was really practicing my speech of what I was going to say. But you know what? I there's a scripture that's on my website. I put them on my checkbooks. Mm -hmm. And it's everywhere etched in my brain and it's Romans eight and 28. And I say, all things work together for the good Mm -hmm. of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And it's, it's something that I truly live by. Like, I believe that you have to surrender what you want Mm -hmm. and you still got to go out there and reach for things and do things. But the doors that open are the ones that are supposed to open for you. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't open for you, it's for your good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we think that we want thing. We pray for this man or that. And we're wondering, oh, my God, we didn't get that. Well, you don't even know that God might have just been protecting you from a situation. Right. You don't even know down Say the road. that part. <laughs> you know? And so I apply that to all aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the, the secret sauce, you know, <laughs> that is the secret sauce. And, and then I, I never compare myself to other people. I commend and applaud and other celebrate. people. I was, I was walking through Times Square and I saw um the girl from Myel Products up on the billboard and I was just a shouting and a hollering <laughs> one because I use her her conditioner on my mm-hmm. hair which I love and two because she's young and she mm-hmm. did it and she's like doing it and you know whatever her journey was and then I was listening to Joel Osteen talking and he was talking about a testimony of this woman and I was like he sound like he's talking about I forgot her name Janelle um from um my L products. And then I was like, he is talking about her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she got Joel Osteen testifying about her story, but her story belongs to her, you know, and our story, whatever that is, belongs to us. So we can't compare ourselves. We can only, you know, applaud and commend other people and, and be there, be willing to help other people. 
Be willing to help other people. Even in, there's a girl that was making butters, believe it or not. Her butters were like candle butters and you could put the, the warm wax on your body. And I get everything that I was doing in the beginning. I gave her all the same advice. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Because I've already went through it. So now I'm going to be that person for you that says, you know, don't waste your money on this or don't. And she'll still make the same choices. I mean, her own choices. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I didn't feel intimidated by her because she was making a similar product to me. As I said, if you want to walk in these shoes, be my guest. <laughs> you don't really know what I had to do to get here. I tell everybody entrepreneurship is not for the weak. It is not glamorous. No. It is not no. sexy. <laughs> no. And when you said we didn't have to glam up because we had an audio <laughs> interview, I said, well, praise God. You know, not that I couldn't be ready, but of it's course. Like what we we wear scrubs. We wear scrubs to work. We wear our Crocs. We have our hair nets on, our, you know, gloves and whatever. I even tell people, you know, like if you're going to go into the room, if those Crocs were outside, you put the shoe covers on and then you then you could go into the lab where we make the butter. But mm -hmm. mm -mm, I am <laughs> really strict with that kind of stuff. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. And I will say this, you are welcome to come back anytime because you... You have such a compelling story and you're looking, you know, I know you said you were looking for all these celebrities. Just keep telling your story. Just keep telling your story because that is going to be the magnet that brings everything you need to you because you are, the, the trajectory of your life has been the highest of the high and then you struggled. And then you rebuilt yourself in such a way that you're successful on your own. You yeah. don't have anybody's name attached to your success, but God. Yes. And that's, a, and that's what, that's how God intended it to be. <laughs> 100%. And it's, and you look back at it, you're like, why, you know, in the midst of it, you're like, oh Lord, why am I going through this? But when you get to the other side, you have a million and a half dollars worth of sales with your name on it. I yeah. mean, that's a testimony and that's a story. And when you continue to tell that story, all the doors will open up. Yeah, I, I had an attorney just do like a, a business attorney do like a valuation for my company because I said, I want to be real with my valuation um, when I when I present this to the sharks, whether they believe it or not, the numbers are the numbers. And I was shocked when he came back and said, Based on your growth, you're you have a twenty million dollar company, and I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, so you can ask for anything between two point five and five million dollars for five percent of your company. I said, I will not do that. <laughs> Look like a fool up there. He said, no, you don't understand. Let me tell you something. I keep your telling black women so fast. That's listen, the real numbers. I keep telling <laughs> us as women of color, black women. We need the confidence of a mediocre white boy. Because right. the first thing we say is it's not good enough. But yes. you literally have Denzel, you have Will Smith, the top movie star in the world, saying, I need four. And now he ha and has access to everything. Yeah. And, and uh, Harry Smith is who placed the order and brought it out there for them. And his Will Smith's wife has a skincare line. I was like, what? 
is happening with her products. But even even before that, you created a lifestyle conversation for Black people in the 90s when we were dealing with the imagery of gangsters and crack and all of those other things. So you have the ability to create something that is special for us that other people will appreciate. And so you have to believe in that. It's not your company. If he says it's worth $20 million, ask for seven. (laughs) All they can say is no. It's about the negotiation. All they can say is no. And guess what? So what? You get the exposure, you get the visibility, and you go on and continue to go on your billion-dollar journey. (laughs) Right, right. Don't worry about what it's it's good enough. I promise you. It's good enough. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you for this conversation. It has been amazing. It is inspiring. And thank you for your vulnerability and sharing so much about your whole life. And um, I can't wait to see what you do next. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about you and the product? Well, that's simple. They can find the products at miraclebuttercream.com. Everything's spelled exactly how it's spelled for real, miraclebuttercream.com. And then I kept it as simple as possible for Instagram and Facebook too, at miraclebuttercream. And believe me, if my my personal Instagram is Cedar Lewis. I have people that reach out to me because we're in a day and age where they reach out to people straight through social media and I respond. Okay. It's like, (laughs) it's like my email inbox. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I I just responded to someone in Atlanta doing um, a mother's day event where they want my products in their gift bags. And so I said, Oh my God, yes, I would love to participate. And you're asking me to put my products in your bag and you don't necessarily need me to be a sponsor, but yet everybody can still see my products. I'm I'm in. Put me down. <laughs> and that came through Instagram. So, you know, I, I definitely look at the Instagram for both my personal and my business. And I really appreciate it, Monica. I love what you're doing. And now that I'm familiar with your podcast, I signed up to be a subscriber. Oh, and thank you. Excited to hear you know, more stories, more inspiring stories, because that's where I get my inspiration from. And it just, it moves us. We got to continue to inspire each other and -hmm. help us move the needle. Yeah. Go back and listen. I interviewed Shay Wafer, who is the director of the Waco Theater in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Love her story. She went from Compton. Now she's back in New York, but she stopped through Yale and she's one of the top uh, people in the Black theater industry. Wow. And then I interviewed Leatrice Elsie, who's the senior program director of the Apollo Theater in New York. Mm. So if you don't know Leatrice, you want to meet her. She's a dynamic woman. She used to work with the Atlanta Art Black Arts Festival. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. So there are a lot of people, there are a lot of great women like yourself. My gift is sharing people's stories. So when I find somebody who's intriguing and exciting and who I just believe in, I want the world to hear your story. So that's why I started this podcast. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm going to send you Veronica's information because oh, it is so weird when I'm listening. <laughs> to you, it's like, I feel like I'm talking to her. It's so crazy. <laughs> and you probably won't think it because, you know, you guys are both from that same area, but it's like, wow, it's almost something about your voice that sounds like her, not just like the accent too, but 
Jesus well, it's interesting because I was even East St. Louis is in Illinois, but I was born in Illinois. So all my people are there. Oh, wow. So I do have the same, like we grew up in, well, I grew up in St. Louis, but back and forth because it's literally yeah. across the river. But yeah. So, yeah, I get know, it. The Sphinxes, we was all, <laughs> we were always in St. Louis. And I, I remember when Leon Sphinx lived with us. So the same way I started my business is the same way my dad started his. I had to give up my canopy bed. <laughs> The Leon Spinks. Okay, now that's a story all by itself. He had a Jerry curl back then. I'd be like, oh, he's getting that juice in my pillow. (laughs) The Jerry curl juice. But just the imagery of Leon Spinks sleeping in a uh, A canopy canopy bed. bed, Yes, (laughs) that I had gotten when I was like seven or eight years old. And we had like a four bedroom house and it was six kids, but I had to like, go bunk someplace else with my youngest brother, who's 11 years younger than me, mm-hmm. so that Leon can have a space to sleep while he was in training because my dad signed them straight out of the 76 Olympics and he signed Leon first. Mm. So yeah, wow. I know all the Sphinxes. So when are you producing Olympics. that documentary? That would be something. Ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've had people contact me <laughs> About that. And I said, you know what? When God says go on that one, I'll be ready to go. But he he hasn't said go yet. So Mm -hmm. I got to get this foundation first and then I will gladly help put the pieces together to tell my father's story. The men, the black men of that era. Oh, my God. When I think about people like your dad and Venus and Serena's father and Tiger's dad, they literally built mountains out of nothing yes uh, I love to hear those stories but I know you have to get back to work I could talk to you forever (laughs) I know I know it's okay I really enjoyed it Monica I really truly did and thank you again for having me and I can't wait to uh let let me know when it's up I most definitely will and I'm gonna post for everybody to check it out as well oh I appreciate that thank you Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Very kind of you. All right, ma'am. I would say goodbye and thank you for joining the Black Women Amplified podcast. And everybody will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Black Women Amplified. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and log on to blackwomenamplified.com for more information. Keep shining. Keep shining.